Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one majestic page of Talmud every day. And our guest today, the one and the only producer extraordinaire, Sarah Fredman Ader. Hello. Hello, Leo. So, Sarah, I'm reading today's page, Shabbat 118, and I came across this really great quip by Rabbi Yochanan. Here's what he says. Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Yossi, with regard to anyone who delights in the Shabbat, God gives him a boundless portion, i.e. a very large reward. As it is stated, if you keep your feet from violating Shabbat, from pursuing your affairs on my holy day, and you call Shabbat a delight, the Lord's holy day honored, and you honor it by not going your own way or attending to your own matters or speaking idle words, then you shall delight in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the heights of the world and to feast on the inheritance of Jacob, your father. Now, this is really interesting because this is coming on page 118, literally after 118 pages of a lot of rules and regulations and very intricate legalistic debates about what you are and aren't allowed to do in Shabbat. And all of a sudden, Rabbi Yochanan sort of like, you know, record scratch, stops the show and says, guys, the purpose is delight. And so, I know you are a delightful Shabbat observer and a mother of two small children. So I want to hear from you about the delight aspect of Shabbat. Absolutely. And I think that there is something to be said about how things have changed recently. So one way that we make Shabbat very special for our children are there certain foods that they're not allowed to have during the week that they have on Shabbat, namely Shabbat yogurts, which uh, they have for breakfast. They're those yolk crunch with either the Oreos or the M&Ms that you mix in. And I don't know how much of the yogurt they end up having, but they do have Oreos and M&Ms for breakfast. And they're not allowed to have those during the week. And the before times when we used to be able to go to synagogue, we would bring them to synagogue and they'd go to youth groups there where they would be loaded up on candy away from our eyes. So I honestly can't even tell you what they ate. And what we do now is we have groups in our homes. So we pray together from their children's sidurim, from their children's prayer books. And um, then we ask them questions either about the weekly Torah portion or about a holiday and give them candy or marshmallows for the questions that they answer correctly. So a lot of the joy that we provide for our kids is giving them sweet things to eat. And I think there's a lot of precedent for that in the Talmud as well. My older child, who is six, also uh, really, really loves dressing up. She's uh, in a in a full princess mode. And even though we're home and we're not going anywhere, she delights in putting on her fanciest clothing. And, you know, the clothing that she used to wear to weddings <laughs> is not what she wears alone in our house. So th- this is really interesting. In other words, uh, the assumption here is that, you know, these are very young children. You obviously can't sit them down and say like, and now let me tell you about the holiness of Shabbat and why it matters. So so you sort of started off by saying, okay, well, we're just going to make it special by introducing things that otherwise would be totally off, off limits. Yeah, and I think it works. Every day, my younger child, Roe, who's three, asks me what day it is and, and then either gets really sad or celebrates depending on how close it is to Shabbat. So if it's Thursday, he'll say, yay, Shabbat's tomorrow. And if it's Monday, he'll make a sad noise. So I think it's working. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, What about you? I mean, how has the delighting in the day changed for you from being a young person yourself to starting your own family to being a mother? I really, really do love Shabbat. Um, 
I know that it's gotten very cool for people who are either not Jewish or do not who don't observe Shabbat to observe a digital Sabbath. And this idea that you need one day to disconnect from all of your devices to not check your email. And the truth is, when you've had a rough week, knowing that nobody can reach you for the next 24 hours is just a massive win. And there was some difficulty, again, when we had to go into self-quarantine, not having any sort of thing to distract our children. Right? So even though I don't get a screen, it also means my kids don't get screens. I can't send them off to watch a movie for two hours. You know, we've, we've got it into our routine by now that we have it worked out. But essentially, we um, have the partial questions in the morning. We'll go for a family walk. Uh, we'll have lunch. And then my husband and I demand a two-hour nap no matter what. We tell our kids, you can either nap or you can play quietly and leave us alone. But for the next two hours, don't come into our room. Um, and luckily, they're now finally old enough that they can do that, which was not always the case. What a delight in of itself. Yeah, that two-hour nap is just unbelievable. Sar Fedmanator, thank you so much for taking a moment to delight with us in Shabbat. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.